0: It's Chrisomania brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man. Look oh, at the you? powerful questions. Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vleet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Okay, welcome to, or welcome back, to another audio adventure on the Chris Van Vleet Show. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. And online. And did you see Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta at All Out? Oh, man. What a match. What a match. And also so cool to see Thunder Rosa, who's under contract with NWA and is the current NWA Women's Champion, making a few appearances in AEW. And so it seems like it couldn't be a better time to have her on the show. And she's also one of the most requested guests we've had over the last... It's six-ish months or so, so I'm happy you're here. I'm happy she's here, and we're going to learn a lot about her. We get a lot of insight, not just into who she is as a person and a wrestler, but what really makes her tick. So snap a screenshot. Let us know that you're listening. Tag me. I am at Chris Van Vliet. Tag her. She is at thunderosa 22. And while you're doing stuff on your phone, uh, just maybe take a second to make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episodes. And if you're feeling extra generous, maybe you could leave a review, or even just at the very minimum, maybe just leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Literally just click those five stars. Boom, just like that. Like this one from, the username got cut off, but it's five star more like. It's titled CVV Podcast. For any wrestling fan, CVV has some of the best and most realistic conversations with wrestlers. There's nothing more relaxing for a wrestling fan like me to spend my night listening to this podcast before heading to bed. It's a laid-back interview where all the wrestlers seem comfortable and the questions are always straightforward. I appreciate all the work on the podcast and YouTube. Keep it up. Well, thank you for the review. Although, listening before bed, does that mean my podcast make you sleepy? These conversations make you sleepy? Or maybe they inspire you to, like, literally have dreams. That's what you'll be inspired after hearing these stories. Thank you to everyone who's left reviews, just like this one here. We're trying to get to that goal of 2,000 reviews. We're close ish. We're at 1,172, I think, at last check. So, you know, just another 828 to go. And I'm going to keep reading one out on every single episode till we get to 2,000. Now, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this conversation with Thunderosa. It even got emotional at one point where she was holding back tears crazy she was tearing it up in lucha underground as cobra moon then we saw her in ring of honor and now she is the current nwa champion with a few appearances in aew thrown in and she's only six years into her wrestling career and just absolutely crushing it so the future is very 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 bright for her and her story is just amazing so let's dive right into it it's thunder rosa well what a week you've had right
1: yes yes actually it's been no actually i don't know three i will say three weeks since i was the first time i went to aw but yeah this week was like the the work week the the goal time
0: yeah, yeah, it was it was dynamite followed by all out. I mean, you've just been go 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 go. So thank yeah. you for sharing a little bit of your time with us.
1: Yes, no problem. I mean, come on, man. You are like super famous. You know, I have to get the rub. <laughs> so-
0: I, well, thank you. I'm getting the rub by having you on the oh, show. Come on. When I posted that uh, when I tweeted out that, you know, you were going to be on the show, I it's just I was just inundated with my phone was just blowing up. I had to turn off the notifications.
1: Good, I turned off the notifications about three weeks ago.
0: <laughs> I uh, bet on Twitter. So I mean, we saw you in AEW. I think a lot of people didn't think this was possible. You're the current NWA Women's Champion. Indeed. How did this happen?
1: Um. <clears throat> so I was contacted by Chris uh, Christopher Danielson. Um, I'll say July 7th, July twelfth. He was like, hey, we're interested in having you over. Uh, what's the deal? And I was just like, oh, I can't really do it. You know, so <laughs> I, I called the management and NWA, let them know what's happening. They pretty much told me that, uh, I mean, I'm under uh, an exclusive contract with NWA. Sure, Everything yeah. has to go through them. Then he contacted me again. And I was like, who do I need to talk to to make this happen? I was like, you got to talk to Billy, man. I, you know, just throw my hands out in the air and... Didn't tell my husband because my husband was heated. He was like, come on, man, you need to be there. Do you not doing anything? What's going on? And I was like, dude, relax. You know, if it's in my, if it's in my destinies and my is it's, it's going to happen. Then like, not even like a couple of days after Billy calls me and he's like, Hey, you're going to be an AW. This is, this is the, this is the spiel. And I, and I literally had like three days to get all my stuff together. And I was trying to take a mini vacation with my husband when he called me. And I'm in Corpus Christi, like, uh, what am I supposed to do? I have no clothes. I have nothing. Like, what am I going to pull this out? So it just happened like that. We call my friend, we got clothes, we got everything together. Boom, 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 boom. Then another thing, they're like, you're going to be wrestling. I have no new gear. So I had to like, I'm going to give a shout out to Maureen, uh, Tracy for making this happen and high spots. They made my gear in one week. So what you guys saw in, in, uh, Dynamite and, and the other show they made it and they made it happen. So the NWA family made it happen. You know, they took, talked to Tony Khan, then, you know, they, they gave me the, the whole run of things and the rest, you know, it was me.
0: <laughs> well, so you, you did end up taking a vacation. Your vacation just happened to be in Jacksonville, Florida.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> technically.
0: Yes. So i love that you think you needed new gear like the gear you had was great why did you need new gear for man new gear?
1: first of all you are wrestling in a national international it's not national international arena um yeah. they uh, there's thousands and thousands and millions of people that they never seen who thunder rosa is they don't even know that i existed so if i'm gonna come to a new house it's like a new you know job interview you got to come with your best clothes, you know, and you yeah. got to put your best effort to like make the first impression. Cause sometimes the first impression is everything. Yeah. If you mess up on the first time it's either they take you off TV and they make you work harder or, you know, on, on the other hand, like what happened with me is like, they want more and they want more. So I wanted that. Like I could have promo talking a lot of smack about the AEW women's division. I that was very outspoken in other um, interviews prior to me being called into working with AEW on the fact that they don't get enough time. However, when you're being put in a position in where you have time to perform, you better perform. Because yeah. if you don't, again, you're just stating exactly what everybody else is saying. Why are you giving them time if you can't perform, if they can't do what they're supposed to be doing? So there was a lot of pressure. So I was like, okay, I'm hyping myself up. I'm telling everybody to hype me up, but I have to leave up the hype. If you don't, it's going to flop And like, you know, you know, people are brutal on social media. Yeah. Brutal. You know, it doesn't face me. I, like, in the last six years, my husband and I, we worked really outstandingly on trying to keep our fans number one and, and really, like, working on, on my craft inside and outside of the ring. So I knew regardless it was going to be good. And, um, yeah, but that's the reason why I got new year. <laughs> I got all track.
0: So, so do you think you got this spot because of how much smack you talked about the AEW Women's Division?
1: No, I think it's because my, you know, Shida opened the, the, the whatchamacallit, she was saying that she can fight anybody, right? And yeah. we weren't doing nothing. And I was just like, I'm just going to say something on in Twitter. So people, I'm ready. Who, who's with me or something like that? Shida, I'm ready. And we just got, we got bombarded and then more and more and more. And I think they saw something like that. And I think they might've like already had me in in their radar and be like, we should bring her over just to like do something but because of my situation with my my contract i don't think i don't think anybody thought it was going to be possible even me i didn't even think it was going to be possible well, but, I mean, I, but it has to do with us you know being outspoken and the fact that i'm running an all female run uh, women's show in the indies that is run by females it has to do a lot with it i mean i'm very big advocate on women's equality and women's rights in the wrestling business because i see that there's still so much work to do and i tell them and i tell everybody until we don't have women in power, being bookers, promoters, owners, things are going to be the same for us. Yeah. So. But
0: well, look, it's a win-win situation for NWA and for AEW to have you there. Puts NWA on a platform. It brings in great talent for you to go up against other people in a- AEW. Everybody wins.
1: Yes. And I think uh, that's what happened this, this week. And, and, um, and we're very, very happy with the result.
0: So if you were fighting for that championship, does that mean that AEW wrestlers are now able to fight for the NWA Women's Championship? It's
1: 2020, man. Anything is possible at this point. I don't know. I, that's how I feel it now. It's just like after this, anything is possible. And well, I I, I hope so because it will be so enriched. It will enrich their division and enrich our division because I feel like the women that we have in our division have a very different style than the women that they have in AEW. And, and you saw that.
0: Well, here's the thing. I mean, you say it's 2020. Right? Anything can happen. This would not have happened <laughs> if this was not a worldwide pandemic. You guys yes. would be doing power every week. They'd be doing dynamite every week. And yes. you guys would be in kind of, you know, just riding in your own lanes.
1: Yes. And uh, for me, for me, the pandemic honestly was a blessing in disguise because uh, it made me change my mentality on everything. And it made me, like, push myself to the next level, you know? And uh, and as you can see, in the last couple of months, it's like my... My stock name has gone up and it hasn't been because, you know, you know, I just run away and stay in my room and gain a lot of weight because I was depressed about the pandemic. It was because I work even harder to start my own promotion, to start other businesses, to like make myself relevant when there's nothing going on, when I'm not even wrestling in a national TV show, you know. So there you go. Anything can happen. You can make anything happen at any time, at any moment.
0: Now, I, I don't want you to speak on his behalf. But does this mean that, you know, if you're defending or competing for championships on AEW, does this mean we could see Nick Aldis doing something similar?
1: I, I would like to know that answer, but I don't know the answer, you know. Uh, so uh, we will see. Only time will tell.
0: I think your dog wants to say something there.
1: He's always in on my podcast, so I'm surprised he started barking earlier.
0: Your dog's a big Nick Aldis fan. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. What's your dog's name? Drago. Dra Drago.
1: Yes. Not because of what is that show? I, you know what yeah. show I'm talking about, right?
0: Yes, of course I know what you're talking about. Why and why can't? Oh my gosh, people are gonna kill us.
1: <laughs> no, he's just being a jerk. No, I he was when I left Luciano around. I really wanted to feel like I was still a queen, and I have to drag somebody. And I used to drag Drago, so I was like, oh, I just well just name him Drago, so I if can. It like
0: was character, wasn't it?
1: No, that's Drago from, from the, the other show. I'm talking about Lucha Underground, Drago the Wrestler. Oh, uh,
0: okay. Yes yes yes. yes, 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 Yeah, we're, we're really mixing the world here. <laughs> yes. I, so I love that you mentioned Lucha Underground because that's obviously what really puts you on the map. That's where a lot of people first figured out what you were all about. How much did Lucha Underground help determine who you were? And then, you know, growing into who Thunder Rosa was?
1: Uh. It, it, it helped me tremendously on pushing me to my limit, to pushing me to a stage and where at the point when I was signed, I wasn't ready because I was very, very young in the business. And it made me learn from the best of the best, you know, uh, you know Ricochet, um, Ray Mysterio, the Guerreros, uh, all the producers that were at a Hollywood caliber, um, the ladies that were there, Taya, Evil Ease, uh, Cheerleader Melissa, um, sexy star. I mean, we were very few of us, we were very few women, and we were wrestling men. So it make you push it to the next to the next level, you know, because you have to perform with these guys that have been wrestling for years and years and years, and you're like, oh my God, like, I really have to make sure it goes well, because I, I do remember that it was very seldom when the guys or the girls made mistakes in the ring. Yeah. So it really, like, it, it made you think about when you go there, you have to go 100%. And make sure you you perform at your best because we we knew how expensive it was to have ed, edit like in the editing room and how long would it take because not only they they're doing a lot of editing no matter what but it was like that part and making it like the cuts and stuff like to tell a good story so it really helped me develop like that need and in the the urgency of get better quicker.
0: But and, that's a huge break for you to get very very early in your career. Yes. So how did it come about?
1: I was uh, doing a show in Los Angeles for Stardom USA and the writers were there scouting women and um, and they saw me and they scouted me They, uh, Christy Joseph came and talked to me that show and be like hey we're interested in bringing women to uh, Lucha Underground you know about the show? I was like yeah, absolutely I know about the show um, we saw we're going to be watching you and um, we'll talk later and I was like okay cool then like two weeks later he calls me and I'm sitting on the steps I was in Oakland at that time and he calls me, hey, you know what? We want to offer you a contract. I'm like, what a wow. contract? And I was like, yeah, we'd like to we'd like for you to be Cobra Moon. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, but you have to wear a hood. And I'm like, at this point, when you're young, you just want, you just want an opportunity to ride. I'll hey, do yeah. it, whatever, whatever. So they told me everything. I didn't read the contract, of course. And I signed it. <laughs> I didn't read the whole contract. I sent it to my friends. Like, oh, yeah, it's pretty standard. But I didn't know that I was going to get stuck for like five years, you know? And it was just going to be a, a shit show. So, um <laughs> but whatever that's that's me and
0: and then you guys were stuck even though they weren't still making shows which was extra weird
1: it was awful that that party was awful but the first I said season one season two season three were great season four like they cut the budget we like we did it really quick like we did it in a building that was like condemned like everybody was getting sick i got strep throat when i was there in the last show I was not able to perform for like two shows because I was so sick and I could get people sick. Um, yeah, the season four was kind of like the demise of Lucha Underground and we knew that we were not coming back. And then when we didn't come back, it was just kind of like sitting and waiting or paying like $5,000 to get out of the contract. And I was just like, I'll just sit and wait and see what happens. And thankfully, one of the guys rallied the troops and thought, like, you guys want to get out of our contract? We can get out for free. And I'm like, sure, where do I sign? And that's what we did. And like four of us got out of it.
0: So did you miss out on opportunities because you were locked down?
1: You know what? Not really. No. Like at that point, I was just like grinding the whole entire time. I was and like, I mean, WWE wasn't calling me. I was able to work for ROH. Could you really like, there were certain people that were very like strict on not letting them work. But with me, like they didn't really like call me. Hey, you can't do this. Hey, you can't do that. I was doing my thing. I didn't care. Um, so um but no no not really like at that point like nobody was like knocking on my door and that's when that's when i realized i was like you know what If ain't nobody knocking on my door i'm just gonna make a name for myself and not need like a lucha underground like tag like right on my name It's gonna be thunder rosa did it because she worked so hard and like people were like hey she's good like we should bring her to our company you know and um and when I worked in ROH, that's when I made David Lagana. And then he's the one who's like, I've been looking at your stuff. I've been looking at your social media. I've been looking at your wrestling. Uh, I think um, you'll be a great asset for NWA. But just give it, give me some time because we're working on some stuff. And when I hear that, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah.
0: And look what it turned into. <laughs>
1: yes. And then, you know, and then at the same time, I was doing the, my first MMA match. So they were like, we had this idea, but I think it's going to suit you great because we want you to be our hammer of, you know, the little stable with Melina and uh, Marty. And I was like, I got you because I love doing that. I used to do that when I first started in Japan. Everybody thought I had a lot of experience, but it was because I was so aggressive and I acted like I knew what I was doing, you know, but I
0: didn't. Well, (laughs) it's also because you're a little bit older. You debuted a little bit older than most people. You know, a lot of people will debut at 18, 19, early 20s. So, for people who didn't watch Lucha Underground, Thunder Rose has kind of come out of nowhere. So, what were you doing? You debuted at 28, right? 28? Yes, 28, 28. What 20. were you doing up until that point? Before I was a wrestler, or yeah.
1: Um, so, I used to work um, at a when I started training. I used to work at a rehab facility for teenagers called Thunder, Thunder Road. Um, I was there for two two and a half years, and then it just got a little crazy because my wrestling schedule was getting you know, I was getting more busy and like training was crazy and I needed something more flexible. So I went to another place called youth home. So I used to work at home with clients that were kids and then like older adults, like, um, between the 18 and 25 that had Like, like, like as a
0: social worker.
1: Yeah. They have like severe mental health problems. They just got out of like, uh, uh, they're being 5150, like from the psych ward. And I have to like help them like, uh, get back into society, help them, uh, teach them, like, life skills, get them jobs, get them out of the streets. If they were on drugs, I have to take them to, like, all kinds of stuff, like, icing, all kinds of stuff. So, it was really flexible for me. This is when I started working with you underground. So, I'll leave, wet, like, Friday, come back on Monday, and I remember being in the meetings with my glasses, extremely tired, probably hungover. I don't even remember. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I got you, I got you. And then after that, I go straight to sleep, and then grind for the next four days, making sure I saw all my clients. And I remember when I decided, because Luchan Underground started getting busier and the money started getting really good in season three, I decided to like just do wrestling. And I told my he, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. And then I told my my husband told me, um just do wrestling. I'll I'll take care of the, the, the insurance and everything else you need. Just focus on wrestling and you're going to train every single day for wrestling. So I told my clients that I, I was pursuing my dream to become a wrestler. And they were all like super happy for me because that's the only thing I talked to them about, just wrestling. Yeah,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah. So did you go to school for psychology?
1: I was, uh, I graduated from UC Berkeley in 2010 with a bachelor's in social work. No, sociology.
0: <laughs> sociology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and okay. I was gonna go and
1: get my master's, but wrestling came into the plate and I was like, hey, school's gonna be there. Wrestling is not, let's do this now.
0: Yeah, so yeah. your name, it's a tribute to the place you were working? yes. Oh, yes. this is great! Yes. So, how did you? I mean, you were you were doing a completely different character in Lucha Underground. So, how yes. did you come up with Thunder Rosa?
1: Thunder Rosa came out after we were and we came from a show, and this is before we started wrestling. Donovan Troy was one of my the one of the guys that got me into wrestling, indie wrestling. Uh, he I used to work with him in Thunder Road. And him, my husband, and I were in the car, and we're like, okay, let's we gotta come up with a name that appeals to Americans, but it also appeals to your Latino population, and all like, that. And then we were going around and around and we're like, how about Thunder Rosa? I mean, Thunder has as the job, and then we keep the art rosa because it's you know Latino's like, yeah. And then we start doing the the whole chanting because it's very important that it makes sense. Thunder Rosa. So it's like, yes. you know, got the little name like that. So it just started like that. But then the the backstory of like, you know, the actual character and like why I paint my face and everything came from I said everything just like is together so it, I went to Merced for Lucha Extreme they wanted to bring more Latino more Latino fans in there but they didn't have no no luck so like oh you're Latina well, let's let's uh, paint your face because it seems like uh that Day of the Dead is really popular right now and then they painted my face they really like it and then um Manny Fernandez was like you're too pretty just let's paint your half of your face so I'll just p- paint a half of my face there but I didn't do that anywhere else because I didn't want to be like the luchadora, the Mexican wrestler. I want to be a wrestler. I want to be recognized as a wrestler. And I was like, man, I don't want to do that anywhere else. I went to Japan. This didn't work at all. <laughs> then um, I got a concussion. I swear to God, I felt like I was going to die. I was out of work for a whole month. And then my husband was like, when you come back, you got to paint your face again because you got to you gotta do something different to, to get over. And I think the face paint is going to make a difference. And knowing you and then tell the story later is going to make sense. So I, I uh, did the half face paint and everybody loved it. They were like, oh my God, it's actually really cool. And then I told the story, like it's, you know, being ha- almost dead and coming alive. And it's just like representation of that. And then when, when uh, I got signed for Lucha, when Lucha saw me, my uncle came to see me at that show. My uncle would, like, used to watch wrestling. And then he told me, he asked me hey, this the exact same question. And I just give them the, the standard, you know, answer and he told me that the reason why it all ties together the reason why i now paint my face is because when he was young he loved wrestling he used to go with my uh, grandfather every week in mexico and tijuana my grandfather died of a heart attack watching lucha libre and he was on his lap so um he told me i hated wrestling for so long and you brought me back to watch wrestling so the reason is your it was in your destiny it was in your In your future, you know, that you were going to become a professional wrestler because it was in your blood, you know, and now you're representing what the real Day of the Dead is, which is, you know, representing those that have passed away in a better way. And every time you get in that ring, you're fighting for them. So that's pretty much what (laughs) Thunder Rosa encompasses.
0: Wow. That is such a good story. Wow. I, I happened to be in Mexico City a few years ago during Day of the Dead. And I think that a lot of Americans think it's like some version of Halloween and no. it's not at all. It's it's celebrating the people in your life life who have passed on and you're celebrating them. But I think that a lot of Americans uh or Canadians like me <laughs> will see the face paint and go oh it's this day to like dress up and have fun but that's that's not it at all.
1: Oh, no, it's not. It's not. I mean I mean if you get like oh you're like Coco like pay attention to the movie Coco it actually makes sense. It's like this kid is trying to connect with his you know, ancestors and he goes to the other world to find the truth, you know? And that's what happened to me. Like my ancestors were been trying to connect with me for me to live my future. And that because he wanted to be a musician. And it's like me, I wanted to be a wrestler. I always wanted to be an athlete, but I was never able to because of X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. I had to go through those, you know, through almost dying in Japan and, and, and like going through like very, um, um, uh, some experiences at work with the, the clients that I work and see them like, succeed. And then later on, you know, they died because police, but police brutality or they committed suicide. And it was, again, it's like me, I'm like a beacon of of, of hope for them. I was a beacon of hope of them when they were alive. So you just all get together in what I yeah. do now.
0: So if, if you always wanted to be a wrestler, No, why- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no not at all. Not even why, really- why did you end up waiting so long? Uh, Cause
1: so, you know, when I was, when I was really young, like we, we didn't have much, like, I always want to do sports. I want to do soccer, but I, my parents didn't have money. We had, I'm like the middle girl, four girls. And, um, we and were
0: growing up in Tijuana. in
1: Tijuana. Yes. Like we didn't have a lot. So it was like, I had to focus. It was either I make money to help my parents pay for food and, and rent, or, you know, or I make money to help my parents to pay for food and rent. And that's what I was, it was my focus. My sole focus was to go to college, get out of the house, and be independent. That's all. Like, and then later on, if anything happened, it happened. So I didn't start doing sports and learning how to do sports until I was like 18, 19, you know, in college. When I was just independent, I met my husband and he was really big into sports. So we were like trying volleyball, swimming, soccer. I got in like leagues. Now that I'm older, I, oh, now I can do it because I have the money and my parents are not telling me, you gotta work, you know, or I, I had to go to work. Like always, I've been working since I was 14, you know, so it's like, wow. You have to make ends meet, you know? And when I was in college, I could have saved all that money for my college tuition, but I'd rather, what did I do? I lived with my parents. I paid for half of the rent, you know? And then when I moved out, that's when I started saving money for college. And uh, my husband really was the one who like pushed me to get out of my uh, my comfort zone because I was going to stay in San Diego and go to college in San Diego to keep helping my parents. But he's like, if you stay here, you're never going to be able to fulfill your dreams to your fullest. I'm telling you. And I was like, so what do we do? I was like, apply to all the schools, go to UCLA, check it out. Go to Let's go to UC Berkeley, and check the school out. And, and then we'll go from there. And then we went and I fell in love with UC Berkeley and fell in love with the Bay Area because it was so diverse. It was so different from where I was used to. And that helped me like really like to open my, my, my perspective about life and, and things. And when we were out there, it was like, we were super um, into like helping the community. We were volunteering. We were, you know, organizing we were doing a bunch of stuff so it was very fulfilling so i never had time to think about sports and being an athlete until i was working and i i wasn't i was in school anymore i wasn't organizing it was just like this is boring <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah
0: so it's almost like you needed to check off all those other boxes first before you could go all right you know what that dream of wrestling hasn't died i, I still can do this thing
1: yeah and, and i mean it wasn't even like the wrestling part it was like I could be like an athlete and I could do theater. I can act. I can like cut promos and be like, have a character. And I always liked theater when I was young. And I was like, oh my God. Because I wanted to be a, a soap opera star, you know? Because you grow up with soap operas and you're like, oh, I could be like that. And like the
0: telenovela. <laughs>
1: telenovelas. I can be rich. And like, you know, <laughs> like that's stupid. <laughs> and so everything, you know, encompassing like the wrestling, like you can do all that. So that's how I fell in love. And the fact that it was so challenging, every day was so challenging like physically mentally and spiritually and uh that's why a lot of people don't make it because they can't go through like some of the mental challenges and mental blocks the sacrifices the tears the pain the pain is the one that i still remember to this day like not being able to move my neck and having to go to work and be on the computer and be like my boss will call and i will have to move my whole entire body (laughs) but okay (laughs) go back not sleeping driving countless hours from Oakland to Mexicali cross the border back to work because we have to go to work the next day like not a lot of people have that and not a yeah. lot of people have the support system you know
0: so a big thank you to you for making this show possible by listening right now and a big thank you to our sponsors even though sports had a break your business didn't you had to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there's no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they've done for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offered valid through September 30th. And oh man, the wait is finally over. Football is back, my friends. Now you may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Online. BetOnline's going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, Every day. Just head to Bet Online and take advantage of all of their great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BLUEWIRE. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, how was it that you were able to? I mean, born and raised in Mexico, how were you able to get to America?
1: Uh, my dad um, applied for us for a green card when I was in sixth grade. So we waited five years before they gave us our green card.
0: Oh, you did the green card lottery.
1: Yes, we did. And we we're lucky because like now they don't have those programs anymore. So they had that. And then all of a sudden they're like, you guys have to apply for this special visa. So I was in my se- it was going to be my senior year in Mexico. And that's when I got my, my permit to study and work. And I have to move to the United States. So I left all my life. Everything and I moved into my aunt's house in small. It was one bedroom apartment, like efficiency apartment, and it was my my two cousins, my aunt, my sister, and I. And we used to sleep in like bunk beds, and then my other cousin used to sleep in in the bed, and then my uh, my other aunt she sleep in the living room. So we had no space, no nothing like this. I haven't even really talked about this, but it, it was my parents weren't with us either, so I was with my aunt. So and this is in San Diego. This is in San Diego, so. I was doing that for a year before I graduated, in order for me to learn English and and you know get acquainted with American, uh, with with American um, culture.
0: Well, so how did you learn English? By <sighs> <My> force. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I was re- my English was really really bad between the ages of seventeen and twenty, and I was forced to learn English because my husband is white. He doesn't speak Spanish. So he would be like, oh, "You gotta speak, you gotta speak English, baby girl, or otherwise, you know, it's gonna be very hard for you to communicate." Because I know you're very driven, and and you won't, you have big dreams, and you have to be able to to write and, and speak eloquently. Otherwise, you know, people are not gonna take you serious, you know. And it, it was it was challenging because when I was in college, I was going to my college classes, and in the evenings, I was going to um, adult school to learn English. You know, so it was I was going to do things because I really do want to get better. And um, I went there for, like, a year, and then I transferred to UC Berkeley. Now I almost failed my English classes because my, my English was terrible. Like, I struggled so much writing papers and, and like, doing presentations because people were like, what, what? You know, it's like, and you're competing with people that have been in this country for years or people that have gone to, like, private school, and then you're, like, this Mexican girl that just moved, moved to America when you are 17 and you're still learning, you know? So it was, again, my... My life hasn't been easy. My life has always been challenging. i always always faced challenges from from the day I got out of the womb, you know? But it was, like, it was, again, in my destiny to succeed on everything.
0: Well, I think this is what makes you so good in the ring because you're used to adversity. You're used to, like, these challenges. And, I mean, the way that you wrestle, it kind of, like, I feel like it has that kind of ingrained in it. Like, it's very, like, gritty, like, hard-hitting style.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. It is because... Like I said, um, I always asked to be treated the same as a voice, you know, and that meant like ass whippings, you know. <laughs> it was like, She's a girl. Make sure you're not too hard with her. He was like, Oh no, Mel. Oh, she can take it. Just, just go ham with her. And it was like that. It was that. That was it. That's how I was brought up, you know. I was brought up like one of the guys, and and I will take it. And and, and I I worked even harder when I did my um, when we did boot camp because we had two weeks of boot camp before we got in the ring. Uh, to make sure I outrun everybody. If there was pushups, I will make sure I will do more pushups than anybody that I will finish everything first or second. And if I couldn't do something, I will try and try and try until I got it, you know, cause some of the guys were really good and they were really athletic. I wasn't, it took me a little while to get certain stuff. And you know, and now you see that it's just like, I personally, when I work with other women and they complain a lot about X, Y, and Z, I get pissed. I get pissed. I'm like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm 30 freaking four years old. And the last time that I cried about something guess what I did. I went the next day and I trained twice as hard because that's how you do it. It's, that's it. You want respect in this business? You better earn it. And I'm not talking about, you know, just by, you know, being pretty and looking good. No, you got to work harder than anybody else. That's it. That is it. Get it in your head. You want time on TV? Work hard and perform. Get it in your head.
0: I love this. I love this (laughs) mentality. So when you're growing up, which wrestlers did you idolize or you look up to?
1: So, so soap operas, baby. I watched soap operas. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't watch wrestling. I mean, it was there. Lucha Libre was there. Triple A and CMLL. I think the ones that I remember for sure were Mascarita Sagrada because he was on TV. Conan, because Conan used to do
0: movies. Oh, wow, yeah.
1: Movies, Um he used to sing. Uh, He's uh, in, in the soap operas. Um, there's a couple ones from AAA that I I, I I watched, but I didn't really was involved in like the whole thing of lucha libre until I was 18, 19. It was one of the, like the first time that I went to shows, and then I started going to like indie wrestling. For me, indie wrestling was it was it was it. I didn't really like. Um, WWE it was never like this it was too fake for me I remember my cousin used to watch WWE when the rock and Steve Austin were, were there and like with um John Cena used to wear the big uh clock and I was like what is this ridiculousness oh, that yeah. you're saying watching and you're like dude you gotta watch I was like this is so stupid I'm sorry it's so stupid <laughs> and um when I started watching it watching it was around 2007 2000 yeah 2007 but it was tna and it was the impact of the knockout division okay and i fell in love with it i fell in love with it it was like so dope i was like oh my god these ladies can go you know yeah. it was like kong Sheila, melissa was there as uh, aisha saeed
0: um Kim and
1: I. he was my favorite oh my god i loved when she came grab her tits and it was when i was gonna be me when i get older yeah Oh man, it was like so dope and um Lisa, Lisa Marie, you know um
0: and Victoria
1: Victoria like yeah. I loved it. It was like you know, these ladies know how to, they know how to do it. Those are the ladies that I remember the most because those are the matches that I watched Mickey James too she was there um so as you can see, I didn't watch your typical you know bras and panties matches. I didn't watch that until my friend when I was wrestling, he's like, you need to sit down with me. we're gonna watch these matches and be, please promise me you're never. Ever gonna look like this, and then we <laughs> we watched uh, it was uh, Mickey James. And what is the lady that she she passed away recently? She was from um, Playboy Ashley Mazzaro. Ashley Mazzaro. and I saw Mickey James working, working man to make this match look good. And he's like, You see this, please don't do that, you know. And uh, I was just yeah. like, Wow, and I remember when we, they had evolution. Mickey James was in a match, and I I tweeted Mickey James should be the MVP of this show because I I saw it. Like people like Mickey James have made me like be a worker because you gotta be a worker. You you need to make sure your opponent looks good, especially if they're like the favorite of the company, you know. Yeah. So it was like people like that. That's 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 where I started looking up to. You know
0: that that were workers. So is Mickey James the dream match for you? That's one of
1: them. Yes. Yes.
0: Who else? She's so then? good.
1: For now, Sarah Stock, hopefully she doesn't retire and we we can step in the ring. She's so good. She's so damn good. And like, I love seeing her wrestle. Um, who else? I really I don't know. I really don't have maybe Diona, because she's so uh technical, I think yeah. it'll be a lot of fun because I don't get to do those matches as often. Yeah, she's a lot, a lot of fun. Um I think those are like the ones from now. I mean, I'm so far as like
0: you've wrestled so many people, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, I have. Maybe have a one on one with Io Shirai. I never got the opportunity to do that in Japan. She was my trainer when I was in Japan. And I oh, man, she's hands down one of the best women wrestlers in the world currently. Like she can work any style and she's so good at selling, like telling a story like even if she doesn't speak English, like people are like drawn to her. And I was just like mesmerized when I used to watch her. Oh, Miko Satamura That's another one.
0: Oh, well, look, that it. exact description is you. Like oh. you, are, <laughs> you can work any style. You can work with anybody. You can make anybody look good. Thank you. This is you. And I, I hope that you are aware of this.
1: Well, you know, I had great trainers. Like my trainers were very influential in, in my, in, in my, in my career, you know, and, and she was one of them. Like, that's when my first year of wrestling, when I went to Japan and she took over the the training and she forced us to get out of her comfort zone. And, and she's crazy. She does a lot of stuff with like with ropes and stuff. And all of us is like, oh, we don't use ropes. Can we just like go back to America? No, you getting in the ropes. And it's like she was very challenging and she was very open to it, too. that's that's another thing I like about her, because it wasn't like, you know, I'm your senpai and you do whatever I tell you to do. No, she's like, what do you want to do? What move do you want to do? Like very like encouraging for for uh, creativity, you know? And she studied her opponents, and I remember her and me AM had a match in, in LA and she already had her notebook and she already has a couple ideas that they both can do and like that will benefit both of them, you know. And it was like it was really dope to see that because sometimes a lot of times when I work here, like I didn't get to do that. It was like, you do what I tell you, and that's it, because I'm your senpai, you know, I'm your veteran. And I'm just like, okay,
0: okay. So, yeah, what? so I, I think that that's an interesting thing, like someone actually taking notes and going, oh, man, I've been looking forward to this match with you. I think we can do this, this, this and this. That's so different than most people who go. Eh, we'll figure it out. Before, we'll figure it out like when we, you know, 10 minutes before the match or something. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's another way to work. Like, I, that's another way that I like. We call it. We call the finish and we just. You know, we feel that we'll feel the crowd and, and we just go and work. Cause that's another thing that I really do enjoy because that's when you really can, you know, work on the fly and be like and create magic because you're really creating magic, you know? And um, that's very challenging, but uh, I've done it
0: before and it's really fun. So let's talk about this all out match with Sheeta, which was one of the best matches on the card. How did you feel about it?
1: Um, It was, it was so challenging because. You know, I have to come to AW representing in NWA, but I also have to be respectful where I'm working, you know? So, you know, I'm like, Damn, like this is not, you know, where's my agent? <laughs> you <know? laughs> so so you still have an agent like Trevor Murdoch was one of the people that really helped bring that Thunder Rosa you guys saw at power. You know, it's like the vicious little bull. Like she's like, if anybody asks you, you tell them you have five, three little monster because that's who you are. And I was like, <laughs> that actually makes sense, you know? Yeah. So, um, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise, okay? Because that's who you are. So he's like, I'm on the phone. Like he's pumping me up. It was like, okay, okay, Trevor, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it was like, it, it was, it was mentally like, you know, cause it's a big, such a big stage. And there's so much in stake. Like there is no room for error. I feel like I'm like um, quoting the Eminem song, you know.
0: <laughs> lose yourself. From,
1: yeah, lose yourself. It's exactly how I felt. Like there is no like you can't you can't think too much and like f up. Like you have to just go there and kill it. So um, it was a, a really good experience because Sheeta was ready. She was ready to show something that she's never ever showed before. In in, in 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 aw and she knew that we will be able to perform like she trusts me 100 um and i trust myself 100 i have pretty good cardio by the way just gonna put it out there y'all
0: <laughs> you see it on your instagram all the time yeah, yeah i mean
1: man i work i have to go back to training tomorrow mma i'm gonna die i'm just gonna put it out there i am going to die i have not trained mma in a month and oh my and everybody's on fucking training camp so (laughs) this is gonna be intense but thanks to MMA I'm you know I'm pretty in pretty good shape but it was really good like she was she was really good she was ready uh I really had you know certain things that I really wanted to convey to the fans and and I wanted them to see like that you can do a lot with storytelling and not with a lot of spots you know although you feel like there was a lot going on there was not like let me jump from the third rope give a flip and you know boom like no it was like the greedy, I said, I do a lot of strikes, you know, and I want to make sure that I, I, sh- I can show that in there, you know, yeah. like that I'm quick, that I'm fast. And when I come, it's just like, like, like thunder I'm coming, you know, it's just just like that. And I was able to do that. And she was willing and open to like do that. She, she, she wanted to have that match, you know, and, um, and, you know, everything prior to it. And then when my heart got hurt and I saw him coming into the locker room, I was kind of scared. I was like, Oh my God. You know, we have to follow something that was really could have been really tragic, and we still have to put a show. It was, it was like, you know, it was just like, what am I gonna do? But it was like, just I I can remember just waiting there and telling ten seconds, twenty seconds, whatever, you know, show time, and I'm just like, okay, it's, it's ready to ready to go, all balls out, and man, it was it was such a magical magical moment. Like you have no clues, like culmination of. You know the drama, the the tears, the 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 second heck guessing yourself, the the what ifs. But once I was there and I turned around and look at the cameras, it was like it was gone. Like those thoughts were gone. I was like, I know what I'm here for. And I remember when I was walking. This is a funny thing. I was telling everybody when I was walking around my room, I felt like I was going to a, into my into a fight. You know, into my fight. Like it, yeah. fe- it felt exactly the same. It was like, you know. I was in the zone. Everybody's like, are you okay? Is everything okay? I'm like, I'm in the zone. Like, this is how it looks like when you're about to fight. You get on the zone, you know? And, um, and I just feel like that the whole entire time when I was in the ring. (laughs) And, and then when I was in the ring, I was like, enjoying it so much. I was like, Craving for the cameras, so I'm like, where are the cameras? Because I'm gonna make some crazy ass facials on this thing. You have
0: great facials.
1: <laughs> yes, and it was so much fun. There was one actually. Somebody tagged me that I was doing some like edge, edge facials. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even notice. I was like, this is great. This is amazing. um But I, I think, it, like I said, like I said it before, like we were gonna create magic, and that's what we did.
0: Well, were there were there a lot of discussions going into this that if the NWA win, women's champion loses to the AEW women's champion, it devalues your belt in any sort of way?
1: No, it did not. It did not. I I will dog dare anybody to get in the ring and do what we did there. You know, it just it's just show anybody like one of my friends, she just got her fight. She she it was through for the contender and she's a champion for the LFA. She unfortunately lost. It didn't devalue that she's still a champion in the LFA, that she's still a, a fighter, that she's still going, she's going to go and get her dream. The same thing, just because I lost this one and I'm I was a champion, doesn't devalue anything. On the contrary, I think it just shows the caliber of talent and, and, and the caliber of an athlete that I am and that I'm, and I'm valuable with or without a championship on my belt. I mean, on my on my waist.
0: We're getting that, a promo here.
1: Wow. Yeah. It, it's that's natural because I'm talking to you. You know, Eddie Kingston talked to me a lot, so I'm talking from the heart. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. It's the truth. It's like um, you just have to, like, you know, pour your heart and your soul and what you do, and that's what I do every time I step in the ring. I don't care if there's five people in there. They're still going to get a good match. If there's, like, the whole world is watching, they're still going to get a good match. Why? Because I get there and I perform and I outperform anybody else because yeah. that's who thunder rosa is fighting yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to fight you so, so is this the last we've seen of you in aew
1: i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know. I can't i can't say no yeah we're having no i have no clue like um like this is this is not part he's like you get it this high and i'm just like it eh, was next <laughs> you know? okay. but i'm defending my championship um Uh, on my, on my show on mission pro wrestling against, um, Lindsay snow. And then, uh, I'm going to be participating in this prime time in, in LA with Dave Marquez. So I'm still going to be doing stuff, you know, and then I have a match with Kimberly on Saturday. I never faced her before one-on-one. So I'm like super excited. Um, so, I mean, things are happening. And, um, like I said, if AW can happen again. Why not? I'm more than open to do it. I love working with the ladies. I love being part of the training. I, I love being, uh, able to like talk to those who are open, have open ears and they're like, you know, observing serving like sponge because I can share something that helped me become yeah. successful in the business, you yeah. know? And, and that's the passion that I have that when I step, even when we're training, I train just as
0: hard as when I wrestle, you know, your passion just Losing <laughs> through. This is amazing. Everyone that's watching this or listening to this is super inspired now. They better.
1: No, that's the next thing. Maybe I should start doing like motivational speaking. Like, that's another thing that I could I could do. I mean, like I said, like on Saturday after the match, and I was talking to Dustin. Well, that was Saturday. No, that was like a couple of days before that. I went I went to the back, and I was telling Dustin like how happy I was. And like after the match with Serenity, I was just like, you don't understand how how emotionally move I am because I come from nothing get this I come from nothing I come from Tijuana Mexico I'm the third of, of, of four girls that you know the world probably or the, the you know the the perception will be like I am gonna be married at 16 by the time I'm 24 with four kids because that's what you know a lot of our, my my friends did and not did anything for herself But it was like, now I'm in the biggest, one of the biggest stages in the world about to like show what women's wrestling is all about, you know, this is, and I'm 34 years old, you know, it's never too late.
0: But there was a decision that you had to make early in your life where you were going to be selfish for yourself and not in a bad way, but you were going to decide to start living for yourself and your wants and your dreams and look at you now because you made those decisions.
1: Well, we still have a lot more to go, but yes, yes but it's, it's, it's been, I had to separate myself from, from my family. And I love them. And I share these moments with them. I, we have a group on WhatsApp that we share like important things that are happening in our lives. And I send uh, a screenshot of one of the fans sending a, a, a picture of me being on the stage and just telling them, thank you for, for being there for me. Cause they have gone to a lot oh. of my shows in, in, in San Diego, just to support me and, um, and like, the funny thing is like, wrestling keeps getting me together with my family. And last year, I wanna share this one because again, it's part of like the whole Thunder Rosa thing. Um, I happened to be in San Diego when my when one of my favorite aunts was passing away. That was our last day in this earth. And if it wasn't because of that show, I would have never seen her again. You know, it's wrestling has given me so much and keeps giving me so much that I just wanna give back to like the girls that I work with. In the community, when I go volunteer to my son, you know, to my husband, to my friends, because it's so important. Otherwise, it's just like I'm just here and 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 just getting all this and not giving back. And this is like I have to share this happiness. I have to share the blessings that I get and I continue to get because that's what's gonna keep me keep me um, motivated and moving forward.
0: This is like visceral. Like you, like I feel like you you have this like in your bones and in your blood it means so much to you
1: it does it does it's like it's i mean wrestling put me into mma wrestling uh you know how allow me to travel all over the world i have some of the coolest freaking friends in japan and mexico and you name it in europe you know like it's it's like wrestling is such a it's been such a good thing for me for my family you know like you know i'm I'm an independent contractor. I've been able to be an entrepreneur on my own. And, and like, I would never done that if, you know, I would have continued to be a social worker. Yes, I would have helped people because that's what I always do. And that's what I always want to do. But is this in a, in a bigger stage, in a bigger, in a bigger way that I can influence and inspire others to like follow their
0: dreams? So, what's the synergy between pro wrestling and MMA? Cause for a lot of people, they, they do not coexist together. For you, they go hand in hand.
1: The synergy for me, if MMA, if I didn't have MMA in this COVID times, I don't think I would have been able to perform the way that I performed last time. It brings a lot more than than just, you know, I, we are in a business of make-believe. Now I know how it feels to get punched. Now I know how it feels to bleed <laughs> from an elbow. I will get hit I had to like, you know, and just like it gives you that grit and that toughness that otherwise you probably wouldn't have. But if it wasn't for pro wrestling and feeling those feelings when I first started, I don't think I would have been able to to be like, hey, I'm ready for another fight. You know, mm. it's it's just like everybody. Every time I ask, why do you want to get punched in the face? It's like, it's not like I want to get punched in the face. You learn like you know to evade and like you yeah, know.
0: Yeah, that's counter. not the goal.
1: No, that's not the goal. But it's just like it, it for me. It comes hand to hand because it makes my my movements in the ring make, make my, a lot more natural and a lot more crisper. And I feel like the last year and a half, that's what's happen- happening because I've, I've done so much Jiu-Jitsu, like uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai and all the other martial arts. And they just come together with wrestling now.
0: So are you hoping to have more MMA matches?
1: Well, I'm supposed to, but uh, because of the COVID, everything got canceled. So next year, um, I'm not going to rush it because of my schedule and wrestling is really heavy. And last time when I had my first fight, I can literally tell you, it was very tough on training. Um Sure because I was, like, training. I was traveling a lot, and I had to come back and training, and I was injured all the time because of wrestling.
0: So this is with combatis, is that right? Combat Americas, yes. Yeah, and uh, Alberto Del Rio is involved with that, right? He
1: was before, yes. And uh, Sexy Star is also one of the fighters.
0: Wow, so it's just so funny that, like, the world seems similar-ish, but at the same time, you're training for MMA, vastly different from pro wrestling training. Yes,
1: oh, absolutely. It's like the the weight cut... The amount of hours that you have to train, the drills, um, it's its its another world, man. It's like you have to have the mentality that, that I'm not going to give up mentality when you're like on your last straw, on your last, you know, burst of energy, you just have to keep going when you're feeling like you have somebody on top of you and you're dying and you still have to fight to get out of that position, you know, it's just like, ugh, but it's great.
0: <laughs> so You're basically saying when the world starts to get back to normal, whenever that happens to be that's when you can start looking forward to another fight.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And uh, I'm going to start looking for another fight and for a lot of sponsors too, you know,
0: well, there's, uh, <laughs> there's the sponsors behind you there.
1: Well, this is from my first fight. Yeah. Yeah. I have like, we going oh, there, Yeah. yeah. Yes. I all those, all those people.
0: Yes, you, you, you fight under your real name. Yes. I found under my real name.
1: I think you have to.
0: Yeah. But except, I, except for CM Punk.
1: Well, well, he got paid the good book of money for doing that.
0: <laughs> you're like, I, Thunder Rosa would fight an MMA match for a lot of money.
1: Hell yeah. I think I, somebody, one of my friends like, yeah, if they pay me like, if they pay me $50,000 and I know I'm going to lose, I'm still going in, you know, I'm training, whatever,
0: $50,000, you know, I don't believe you would ever go into a fight thinking you're going to lose.
1: Oh no, you can't not now. No, I can't not at all. Now I'm not, you know, I'm like, I was, like I said, the first one I was like, fuck, like what do I got myself into, you know, cause it's like, you have to learn everything from scratch, you know? Yeah. And, and now it's just like, okay, now I have to do the reps. Now I know how to do things. Yeah. Now I just have to do it, you know? So yeah.
0: While we're showing things off, is Monica still there to show off your new t-shirt? Can you please come to? Oh, it's such a good shirt. <laughs> i before.
1: Hold on. Can you, okay. Go so look at then, that.
0: So okay, this, so that, let me move,
1: let me move moved. <laughs> Oh, there we go, a
0: full shot So everybody's just listening on the podcast It's like, what am I looking at here? So, so this
1: one is from NWA You guys can go to NWA.com and get it from there This is exclusive in NWA And yeah. uh, we have a very limited It's a very limited edition And the other one that I have is this one The same designer
0: These are great
1: And this one you can find it on thunderosa.net.
0: Wow, okay, these are great We did not plan to do like this <laughs> You know, Mm -hmm. price is right, show and tell here. But thank you, Monica, for uh, being the lovely model during (laughs) this.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) No, those are great. You've got so many things going on. So, I mean, pro wrestling, MMA, then you've got your vlog on YouTube. I will link to your YouTube channel below. So anyone that's watching this can subscribe to you and watch your adventures on there, too.
1: Yes. I I haven't posted anything in a a minute because I've been so busy. But um, you can watch all kinds of stuff there that we have. and they're fun. They're a lot of fun. We put a lot of effort in, in them. Uh, and also uh, on my on my website. No, I don't have anything on my website. Just my merchandise and my dates and where I'm going to be at. And um, in MissionProWrestling.net, which is a promotion that I own and I run. Uh, it's a female, all female run promotion. And we're having our first show that we almost sold out of all our tickets, believe it or not, here in Buda, Texas. And um, it's going to be live on September 18th. And we're going to be uh, streaming it on title match network.com.
0: This is, I mean, that's amazing that you put that together. So congratulations on that, especially in the weird world of like how live events are functioning. Right. Yes. Now.
1: But, um, you know, everybody's getting tested. Uh, all this stuff is getting tested where, you know, um, a practice in social distancing, the place that we're going to have it is pinballs and they're being like really, really supportive with us. So, um, they already separate all the tables and we're putting people in groups. So if you come on your own, you're going to be on your own. We're not going to put you with anybody. But we just want to make sure that, you know, everybody has a good time and um, that they enjoy wrestling. They miss wrestling so much. And what what better than bring uh, the best of Texas and the best of the country here in, in Texas so they can see what we have.
0: This all makes sense now because a few months ago you put out a tweet and said, who's a great independent wrestling uh, ring announcer. And I got tagged by a bunch of people. Now it all makes sense. You were looking for someone for your promotion.
1: <laughs> yes. And it's it's a female. Like I would hope females. it's a female.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> our commentators are females. Our ring announcer is a female. Uh, our camera woman are females. Our photographers are females. Our merch ladies are females. Our ticket ladies are females. You know, uh, our designers are, are females. So we're trying to like get to the next level. Uh once like I said once I get more organized a little bit I want production to be females and like do something cool for like, our website or YouTube. And, um, but that's like down the line, but everybody's been super supportive. We had so many sponsors and they already like want to sponsor our next show. We don't even have our first show yet, but it's been successful. Like I said, this is the first time that I've been running shows for about four years now, uh, that I pretty much sold out of tickets before the show started so and it's covid time that's the thing it's covid but that that again that that tells so much of the work that i my husband and i and my team we're all been doing for the last the last years that they believe in what we do and they know we put good products on on
0: well it also speaks to the fact that this doesn't really exist right now and i think that there you know you've found you've found this opening in the industry that someone hasn't filled yet
1: yes and we're like the first in like the history of wrestling you know our booker is a female, you know, and the, I, it's very weird to find that. So it's Robin Reed is, is helping us with booking. So we're having a lot of fun on the process. It's sometimes it's growing pains, but you know, you have to go to grow, grow pains to, to, to get good stuff. So, but it's we're I'm really positive. I'm not even stressed out. I usually gets really stressed out during do shows and I'm like a total bitch. And my husband is like, you better treat the ladies right. Okay. You can't be in a bad mood. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you know." So Yeah, so we're going to have fun.
0: But it seems like everything and anything that you do, you put all of yourself into it, which is exactly why it pays off. And it's been so successful. And you've been so successful.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice and and stuff. But the thing is, like, I run so many shows and I help run so many shows. But this is the first time that I actually took on a lot of the responsibility because usually it was, like, my husband doing it and I'll just do the other stuff. But now it's, like... Most of it, and then we just like help him pass with uh just publicizing and everything. All the PR, he's he's helping us with the PR, but other than that, it's just like a lot of the logistics has been a lot of the, like the females doing it, which is cooler.
0: Well, I look forward to seeing some of those matches. I imagine you'll have them up online after the event.
1: Yes, yes, and we actually have swole she's going to be in our show. Look at this. Swole is against La Rosa Negra. I'm really looking forward to that. And she's really looking forward to that. And then we have Red Velvet too. And she's been pretty active in AEW. So she's going to face one of our ladies, our local ladies here in Texas.
0: So this is like the best time possible for you to be not just a women's wrestler, but a champion in women's wrestling. I don't mean to, I don't just mean the belt, but you are championing women's wrestling.
1: Yes. And I think we should continue to do that. I think, um, more women in the business should come out and, and take a risk and and do stuff not only for yourself but for others. Like, cause when, once you leave like, and you don't leave anything, like your, your name is gone. Yeah. You might be like, Oh yeah, she was a champion here, but it's, it's more than that, you know? And uh, I'm blessed that I've been able to like make history this year in many different companies with Tokyo Joshi pro wrestling being the first foreigner to like have a championship. And I still have it because I haven't not been able to go to Japan <laughs> with COVID. Then now with uh, the first uh, female-born wrestler in NWA from from Mexico to uh, to win the NWA championship, you know, and now to be the first NWA female wrestler champion to go to another company and you know uh, have a championship like this,
0: amazing match. Yeah,
1: so it's it's pretty cool, man. Um, my name's gonna be there, so I'm, I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's
0: pretty cool. I guess it's all right.
1: <laughs> There's more to. It's, there's a lot more to accomplish and achieve, and I know that the challenges will continue. Will continue to come, and there will be opportunities uh, yes. to make the brand bigger and better.
0: With, with you know, you just you just have this great mindset. You have this amazing drive to go after everything that you want. Is there a certain phrase or something that that drives you that you go back to and you know you remember that?
1: Uh, yes, uh, when we first started. I will always say that I'm unstoppable. Hashtag yeah. unstoppable. We used to use that one. And uh, and like my friends that they were with me from the beginning, they always hashtag me on everything. Hashtag unstoppable. That's 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 why I am. And this year is like I will become undeniable. That's it. Like there's no turning back. People are gonna know my name because they're gonna see why. And like what happened on Saturday that just made it undeniably. Like she's Thunder Rosa, you know.
0: Well, I'm very excited to see where this leads, and what a great conversation! Wow, thank you so much for this.
1: <laughs> see, I'm easy to like have interviews with, right?
0: <laughs> well, nobody's doubting that. No, not at all. Yeah. So, so thank you. I'm so excited to see what the rest of 2020 has in store for you. Uh, congratulations on your uh, on your company, on your indie show. Best of luck with that, and thank you. I can't wait to see what 2021, 22, and so on holds for Thunderosa.
1: Well, it's going to be good stuff. And like I said, if it's not in a big company or whatever, we will still make a difference in whatever we are. Like for me, it's not, uh, it's not about only the money. Yeah. It is nice to have money and be rich, right? <laughs> and Be stable, but it's more, it's more than that. Like I said, wrestling continues to give me so much. And, um, and, and that's what I want. I want, I, you know, I want to be able to like take my son to Japan and maybe he can see me in Japan wrestling, uh, go to Mexico City and and wrestle in, in, in El Consejo and not for money, just because I want to do it, you know? And that's, that's the best part is when you do things because you want to do it because you want to make sure people see that and they're like, yeah, she's good. And
0: she does it because she knows what she's doing. Thank you so much. This was great.
1: No, thank you.
0: So there you go. How fantastic. Was that. And now we know so much more about Thunderosa than we did an hour ago. What an amazing story she has, and what a great storyteller she is. Snap a screenshot, tag us on social media, let us know that you're listening, share this out to the world. I'm at Chris Van Vleet. She is at Thunderosa22. And I said it during the interview, but her passion just oozes through in everything that she does. I mean, how can you not love her? And only six years into her career, man, she's really just getting started. Now, this isn't exactly a quote. We usually end these episodes with quotes, but I saw this on Instagram. I screenshotted it because I liked it so much, and I wanted to share it with you because I think that you'll just love this. You'll watch an entire Netflix series, even when the first episodes are slow, just because someone told you it gets better. But what if you looked at your goals like that and watched your life get better instead. That's powerful. That's good stuff. Make sure you're subscribed to our next guest on the show. What a week we've had. Amy just Thunder Rosa. The next guest is David Arquette, and we go deep. All kinds of insight in this one. So enjoy your week. Be great. Be grateful. we will see you on Thursday.